Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Hotspur House. Uh, I'm Toby from Underscore Spur Center. Today, we're going to be going over the amazing Southampton game where we won 5-2. We'll be reviewing the Europa League game, and we'll be previewing Newcastle. Uh, today, I am joined once again by Charlie from N17 Nation. How are you doing, Charlie? Yeah, I'm great. Um, so I'm guessing we're first going to talk about the Southampton game. Yep. And I must admit, I haven't enjoyed the game like that in a while. <laughs> I don't think any of us have. It was fantastic. Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's the first time we've scored five goals in a while. And, I mean, after mm-hmm. the first half, it wasn't going well. In the first half, it wasn't very good, but that last minute goal in the first half saved our game pretty much um mm-hmm. we're also joined by Bodhi um so what what do you think Bodhi well um i lo- i re- i enjoyed the game but um i i don't like i didn't like how how reliant we were on Kane and Son though we didn't really mm-hmm. the, it was only them two if we didn't yeah. have if we were missing like one of them we probably would have lost it. So. Well, um, depends how you see that because most of the goals were created by well, Celso and Ndombele finding the passes to Kane and Son. So, you know, there's different ways to think about it. I mean, the last goal where um, the ball was, I mean, actually, was it the last one or the fourth one? I don't know. Where, the, where they were attacking and then we just won the ball in the fence and just straight away up the pitch and a great ball to Kane and then to Son. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't agree with you with that one because it was a really te- te- real team effort. It's just that Kane and Son happened to be on the end of the passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Bodhi, of course, is uh, from THSE.house for the uh, listeners. Um, but... Overall, I think I'm going to have to uh, agree with Charlie and disagree with you, Bodhi. Uh, I think that, like, it was a, m- a moment of magic from Domble in the middle to create the first goal. I think it oh, was no, no, good. Domble was fantastic. The midfield was mm-hmm. class, but for the end for the end result, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're the ones who scored the goals and got the assists. Like, yeah, they created the chances, but they weren't the one that, you know, got, got the assists and the goals. Yeah. I get what you're saying, though. I totally, I get where you're coming from. And that's what we that, were. Something that Spurs usually lack a lot is the end result. They're able mm-hmm. to create stuff, but but um, we're never able to finish it. And yeah. it just so happened that we were able to that game. So yeah, we definitely need to um our midfield, like we were talking about when we were previewing the season, and uh with the Everton we were when we were reviewing the Everton game too is this is a big season for our all of our midfielders really. Uh Dombele, Dele, Los Celso, um, Hoybier, this is the debut season and we need all of them to to show up. We need all of them to c- contribute, especially Dele, Los Celso and Dombele to our, our goals and assists. And that's something that didn't happen really last season for Los Celso and Dombele, a little bit for Dele. Uh I mean I guess you could track it for Los also to him, he was playing farther back, and that's what we've been saying for about Delhi for ages. But what do you, uh, Charlie? Uh, what what did you think about uh, the goals that Southampton scored against us? Oh wow! I, got, I was really annoyed after the first goal. That was so pathetic defending. You can blame Sanchez or Dyer, but that was all Dyer. 
Yeah. I mean, the fact that Southampton beat us on a route one, I mean, it's just humiliating, to be honest. I thought that the game was over there. We just weren't looking very good in the first half. And that pass, it was just way too easy. And the fact that we let Ings score from that angle, I mean, it's a great finish, but really, I mean, you can even argue that Luis could have done better, but I don't blame yeah. him. It's, it's all dire, really. As we said in the last episode, he's just too slow. We, um, we'll talk about Skriniar later and the impact he could have on our squad. But um, one thing that I really want to point out, uh, last episode, I actually know the episode before, I mean, I've been not I've not been fair to Winks, okay? Yeah. He has been absolutely fantastic in the last two or three games. Um yeah, we were even saying I mean Davies is the Winks of defense, but that's not the point. Winks yeah. is actually I mean, yes, he's not outstanding in either defense or attack, but he's been so consistent and quality. I mean, his performance against Southampton was crucial. And really, um, I if he can go, if he can keep playing like that, I wouldn't even mind him starting every game. But um, well, yeah. also we'll be talking about Ndombele a lot. But yeah, now mm-hmm. on to um, Hobi or Bobby. Yeah, uh, I'll take it from, from here. I was just gonna say, uh, so the midfield we started with on Sunday, if I'm not wrong, was uh, Dombele, Hoybier, and Winks. And I yeah, think yeah. that I think Mourinho's trying to groom Winks into a more of like a defensive midfielder role. And he's trying to like develop the defensive side of his game more. And I'd like to see us as a um, as a team. We I'd like to see Hoybier and Dombele and Lasso. I mean, I know that's what every Spurs fan has been saying for um, oh, we uh, since we signed them. And yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but like it wasn't a lot. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but I, I'd like to see them both start against Chelsea in our uh, Carabao Cup game. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that t- uh, in our next pod, but. Um, <clears throat> I think that it would be so good because Dombele and Los Celso are our only two players that can find a pass between the lines and really get us into that position where we're able to score goals. Um, talking about Los Celso, um, I think he's definitely... People can argue with me, but I think he's our best player after Kane and Son when it comes to actual talent and quality. Because the fact of the matter is, the last goal we scored against Southampton, that magnificent chipped like pass from Lo Celso to was it Lamella and then Lamella shoots and Kane scores that was all Lo Celso and yes and, uh, and Dombele only went off at half time because he had that yellow card I think so Jose yeah. didn't want to risk it but when Lo Celso came on he also changed the game that's why we need Ndombele and Gio together because clearly yeah. they are absolute attacking force when it comes to their passing mm-hmm. um and also, actually, wasn't Hoybier was actually good against his old club? Definitely um, improvement on the Everton and Plovdiv yeah. performance. I agree. With that. Um, Davies was again our worst player by far. Um, a few stupid passes and everything. So I think it's the end for Davies. Sadly, Regulon, which really annoys me, can't play. He can't play on Sunday or Tuesday. So that's really yeah. frustrating. I think um, Davis, I don't think he's done. I think he will be at the club for a while longer. Yeah, um, but he's not. I mean, he'll be, he'll be back up. And I think it's important to have uh, Davis, who's a more experienced left back, when we have players like Sessegnon, Regulon, and um, uh, Dennis Kirkin. We're all trying to develop into the first team, and it's good to have someone that can kind of venture them uh, in that way. But, 
Uh, Bodie, what do you think about our left back situation and Ben Davis? And should he be playing games? Oh, what the? Can I oh say? my God! No! No! No way! No! Manchester no. United scored, didn't they? No! 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 Too. They blowed the final whistle and then they got the game back because it was a pen for P- Fernandez in the ninety tenth. No, I mean in the one hundredth minute. Is this a? Oh my! They ended the game. Oh my God! Oh, this luck for Man U, I can't take it. Um, okay, so let's keep talking. Yeah, uh, Bodie, uh, I think you were going to talk about the the left back situation. Oh, I, I wanted to talk about the overall team actually. I I agreed with you what you said about Wings, how he's trying to turn into a defensive mid because realistically, with our team. The holding midfield area is stacked and Hoibier is our only real defensive midfielder. And if something I've realized yeah. is Winks and Hoibier, they do, we, our, t- our midfield doesn't, is it just, it's broken down when we have Winks and Hoibier playing because they're too similar. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. They, they, they're going to end up, I think the only way it can work is they're going to end up having to battle for a first team space and neither of them can play in the same team together. Like if you look at... yeah. In the game, when Winks and Ndombele played, Winks played so much better because he didn't have Hoibier there with him. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, they're, yeah. they're just too similar to be playing. In, in, you can't have two of the same players playing in the team together. Yeah, yeah then, I agree with that. And then on the, on, the, on the first goal, uh, um, it was a good finish from Dan, Danny Ings. After the, after the game, I kind of had different different lights on the players. I thought I'm now starting to think more that Daesh is a bit I've been overhyping a bit him a bit and I think maybe we should sell him. And I'm s I've started to hate Sanchez a little less, I'd say. I mean, I thought he played pretty well that game. His defending wasn't the strongest, but he was picking out passes quite well, which is good to see. Yeah. I uh I mean we're not gonna sell Dyer. It's just he just signed a new contract at the end of last season, and Mourinho clearly really likes him. Uh, but I'm hoping I don't think I think realistically, if we sign a new center back this window, uh, it'll be whichever center back we sign and then Dyer next to them, um, which isn't what I would prefer. But I think it's still a step in the right direction, um, especially if the amount of games we're playing will be a rotation. I think he'll play, play Tanganga more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to the, see Tanganga once he comes back from his when injury. Tanganga was thinking, uh, well, where is he? And then I found out it was because he had an injury. It was like, oh, right, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Because he was, because he 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 started to break into the first team. He was fantastic. He was our best defender. And yeah. I think I think he should be our starter next to whoever we sign if we sign someone this window. That's that's big praise. I think yeah, I think Tanya is exceptional though. Yeah. I'd yeah, love to see I, him. Also, on the left back, I think I honestly think Davies just isn't good enough. He's something I've realized about him is he's more inverted. Yeah. Like when he makes those runs up the pitch, his crossing isn't fanta- isn't really that good. He's mm-hmm. more of a player that, that'll run on the inside of of the attack yeah. and then he pick the ball from inside and play it short instead, which doesn't fit our team considering Song when he plays on the left side. He's right-footed and likes to cut in. 
which would make that which would make Davies have to run, where it would have to overlap instead. But yeah, yeah Davis. I thought you. I thought Davis used to have uh, really really good crossing. Like he'd get the ball deep and he kind of whip it in. Uh, or not whip yeah, it in, maybe it kind of curl in. And I remember that cross up. against Arsenal in 2018 when Davies pretty much won us the North London derby when Kane headed it from his. Stunning cross. That's what yeah. you're talking about. He just doesn't that. seem to whip them anymore like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was. Uh, you were in the stadium for that. I was in the. I was in the stadium for that game. That was amazing. That's but see, the thing is, what I've re- what I've noticed we're watching, watching some highlights about um, Reg Reg or whatever his name is. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's Red very Yvonne, good. At, I think. Yeah, well, he's very good at um, you know, he takes the ball deep and then can fly up the pitch and then whip in a fantastic cross. Mm-hmm. And he's more he's more of an overlapping player than inverted, which will make Son benefit more playing on the left side. Yeah, that so, is very well said. I've watched his highlights, um, and he can like. He he's similar. I find him similar to Robertson or Trent because yeah. they're both overlapping fullbacks, and his passing's a bit like Trent's. I mean, obviously not to that level, but um, you never know. He could get there. But the the way he hits the ball and f- like it flies from one side of the pitch to another, like his his part, long passes are fantastic, and we could really use with that use that because. Toby doesn't even seem to do that many long passes anymore, to be honest. No, he still yeah. doesn't. It's just that with, with modern-day football now, they've learned to adapt to long passes better, which, may, which makes it tougher for him to do yeah, what he used to point. do. Back, back then, like in our season, it, you know, like the Man City team, like passing around the back and all playing beautiful football, it was just starting to come through, which left weakness. Through long balls, mm-hmm. and now that now that the modern game, you know, managers are becoming more tactical and analyzing every single move another manager or player can make. With the stand of get players that can cover every single patch, and players like Alderweireld can't really do what they do best. I think he's still a fantastic defender, but without his passing, you know, he's not half the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um. Uh, moving on from our, our center-back situation, I want to talk about um, a player who I think has been treated, I mean, a little bit unfairly, considering what he's done just looking at this season, what he's done so far. Uh, it's Eric Lamella. Um, for our mm. goal against uh, Southampton, it was Eric Lamella dribbling up the field, hitting across, and um, keeper saved it, and it falls to Kane, and Kane scores. So it was an, essentially an assist from uh, Lamella. And then against... Uh, Skendia, the, the, in the Europa League qualifying game, he uh, dribbled, or uh, he got the ball from Sun and he scored. And um, and was it? It was against, I think, against um, Skendia, the Europa League game too, where he he dribbled through, uh, and he he had a shot. Or no, it wasn't against Skendia. It was against someone uh, this season. though. No. he dribbled through, had a shot. It was saved, and Kane, um, Kane. Oh, through. I know oh, what you're talking about. Castle. Listen. Listen, it was against Newcastle. Um, Newcastle and Southampton. I noticed that identical goals, pretty much. Yeah. 
Um, Lamella seems to be good at that. You know, we don't credit Lamella enough. Coco is absolutely brilliant on this day. And mm-hmm. against Shindia, uh, he was, I'd say, even the best player. He could have scored more than, like, three or three goals pretty much could have scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, he, he definitely was a clinical. Um, yeah, well, I've always had faith in him. You know, I've I've always thought he was a pretty good player. A lot of fans, when I would tell them, they would think, you know, like, oh yeah, more, more is way better. You know, all this and that. Like this was before mm-hmm. Bergvine signed and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was a general debate. Like more Lamella. I always had faith in Lamella. I thought he, I thought he played. You know, when um the first, um the game against United when. The no fans in the stadium just started to happen. We lost one uh-huh. nil, I think. We, we tied um, one one. No, oh, yeah, one one. Yeah, I thought Lamella was the best player on the pitch that game, and he was playing central attacking mid. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, he he could do this more often if we give him the chance. And yeah, oh, clearly. Um, but I think a very important. Of course, it said that um. Jose was giving Lamella nine games to prove himself, and he hasn't sold him yet. So maybe yes. that maybe that's a sign. Um, well, um, <clears throat> the a very important factor for me with these. I mean, these Europa League games against these clubs we don't even know are good for the team because the team can um, because the, the team's under pressure because these teams they. Um, they can shock you sometimes and you know that excellent goal there's not much we could have done about that and I was actually kind of scared for five minutes um, when they scored and stuff and you really if we want to become a big club like Manchester City you mean Manchester City they take they they win these games like a routine they they just win five nil every time Uh, they do it they just do it so professionally. We always need to bottle it somehow. I mean, we still won, but you know, you never know if they if they had somehow some other lucky chance, they could have scored them two. I mean, we don't have oil, and then it would have been a big problem. Yeah, but that's not. But the thing is, uh, we still should be going through these small teams easier than we are. Yeah. But still, uh, I mean, a win's a win. But you, you know. No, but like, uh, they have, they have the players to do it. Like, if they were not winning these games, there'd be a serious problem within the club. We have too many average players in this team. If we want to get, if we want to get places, we need to at least get, we need to get four world class players in each position. A new well, centre back, a midfielder. I'm, so, um, I'm sorry, but with this, if we do sign Skriniar, Jose has no excuses anymore. He's had yeah. Bale, Regulon, Doherty, Skriniar. Um, maybe Milik, you know, this team, now we actually have good squad depth, I'm sorry. Uh, like we have Marcelso uh, on the bench, Ali on the bench. We have yeah. all these great players on the bench. And um, uh, Jose, if, if we go on a bad streak of form, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets sacked because Levy has given him everything he wanted at this point. Um, yeah, exactly I even what... saw I even saw rumor that Jose Jose is expecting after signing Skriniar and Milik that he's expecting another defensive midfielder, another centre back, and an a winger or something. Oh, yeah, well, a midfielder like Coutinho. 
I think, yeah. yeah, but I think after he signs Milik, Jose is recognised, like, the only proper creative player is Lacelso. Like, yeah, obviously, Ndombele's got flair, you know, he's fantastic, he's one of my favourite players, you know, he's amazing, but he's more, he plays more deep, he's more of a deep line playmaker where he picks out long passes and he's able to create stuff, but he's never up in the final third of the pitch like Lacelso is, and I think Jose has realised that how important Lacelso is, and if he's injured, we have no other player in the team like him that can do the same job that we desperately need. And a player like Coutinho would fix that instantly. Well, um, one important, well, one interesting thing about um, Lacelso, he scored sixteen goals in his last season for Betis, and since then he's only scored like two goals for us. And I don't I know, think... maybe it's the tactics that Jose gives. Like maybe Jose tells him to pass it instead of shoot. I don't know. But like even against Southampton, Lacelso had this huge chance in the like this like shot from the edge of the box, and he was a bit too slow to shoot it, and it got blocked. But I, I don't maybe I, it just feels like he's lost his confidence with shooting. Like he, no, he but, no, but the thing is, before in Betis, I don't know if he knew this, but at some points he actually played in a centre forward role. He were, he's playing as a central midfielder, a central attacking mid. He has to stay outside the box and let them do the work. Before no, that's not what I'm saying. It's just like, he, it's, like he never seems to shoot. He's similar to Winks. Like when Winks gets into a good shooting situation, he never shoots. I mean, Winks is more understandable, but Lo can definitely shoot from long range. I just don't get why he like really just. It's like he's scared to shoot. Uh, I don't know. I hope he starts shooting more. But yeah, he's still class. But you know. He should shoot I think we're going to see more shots from him this season. It's yeah. I think you can chalk his lack of goals up until this point, um, as Mourinho was also having to play him as more of a defensive more mid. More defensive, yeah. Because uh, we didn't. But have now that Hoyberg's here, he should have more yeah. freedom. He yeah. should be playing higher up the pitch and uh, getting into those opportunities where he can score goals. So yeah, I think which we will he, see which some he goals. Which he has. Yeah. Um, which like he had his opportunity and he did eventually take his shot. And I think there was another shot he had that uh, just went uh, yeah. wide. Um, but uh, I think he will uh, see that it's an improvement he needs to make or he'll work on it and his shots will be better in uh, no time, I'm sure. But something I want to talk about um, that just crossed my mind. See, see Oliver Skip, he's, he's my favourite player in Spurs. Um, when he comes back on loan, obviously Jose said about him how he could be a future captain. What effect do you think that would have on Winks or Hoybier? Uh I think Skip would be playing deputy to um, Hoybier, so they'd probably rotate a lot, or not a lot. A Hoybier, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Hoybier would probably play majority of the games, and uh, Skip would rotate in for him. Uh, like if we're if we have a hectic schedule, uh, Skip would play come in or uh, in the cup games. Uh, so then, think, what does that mean for Winks? Winks. Winks isn't the same position. But, um, yeah, talking about Skip. He plays more defensive like Hoybier and Skip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not... Uh, what, what I want to point out is um, Skip, what I've noticed... Um, what, how old is he now? 20? He's a bit, yeah. almost, he's a bit slow at growing his... Um, uh, growing his ability because I can't see way too much change between him now and him when he was 18. Um, I mean, he hasn't been getting too much playtime, but I think he needs 
I think he won't become world. I mean, I don't think he'll become a starter until he's at least 23, which is another three years because he seems to develop a bit slowly. But I'm sure he'll be class. But I just can't see him making the big step next season yet. I think another one or two years, definitely, until he can start um, playing consistently fast. But he's been actually quite good for Norwich for I, now. So we'll I, see I, how, I, what happens. I disagree. I think when he comes back on loan, Jose's going to use him a lot. But then what's the point of Hoybjerg? No, but... We need two... He wants two players in every position. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Now Jose has, when he gets Skriniar, he pretty much has two above-average players in every position. And we haven't had that. Tottenham haven't... We've literally never had that. This is the best squad. And I I don't care what people say. This is, by actual quality, the best squad we have ever had. Maybe yep. not in the 60s or whatever, but this, when you look at the depth... The 2016-17 season was the best squad we've ever had. I, I don't no, think but, it's... No, but we, have no, 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 we didn't no. have any depth. Forgetting, in 16-17, football was a different thing. The league was different. Our best backup centre-back was Kevin Wimmer. And um, we just didn't have the... We, we were class then, and our players wasn't, wasn't, were on form then. But um, we didn't have depth then either. We didn't have a class yeah. backup striker. We had Vincent Janssen. I mean, you know, I think this, when it comes to actual... I think we'd win the league with this squad in 15-16 or 16-17. Yeah. I think that our squad, our starting squad in 16-17 was unbelievable. But we, the reason we lost and we didn't win the league that year was, was because depth. we didn't have any depth. Our, yeah, exactly. our bench was Vimmer, Nkudu, Janssen... Uh, I mean, symbolic, really, now that I think back. Uh, yeah, I mean, and now our bench is uh, Lucas Moore, Stephen Bergvine, uh, Dele Alli, Dele Alli, uh, uh, centre-backs, uh, Dyer, Alderbrove, starting Sanchez is on the bench. We have a two-time Premier League wing uh, captain playing second goalkeeper for us. Uh, we have Serge Aurier, who started last season for us on the bench now. Um, oh, can I we'll have um, Ben Davis on the bench, or not even on the bench, but just like as our secondary players? Yeah, but when talking about Aurier, he really can't cross anymore. We've mentioned this before, but even against Kendia, he can't. He can't cross anymore. He can't. He's lost. He it just for sure. everything. Every actually he did whip in two good crosses. I, I'm actually I just remembered, but except for that, everything is blocked. Like w- one cross in a hundred actually gets to a target. Um, but what I wanted also, Doherty, uh, he's been good. I'm not going to lie, he's been good. But against Southampton, I mean, he hasn't really stood out yet. I mean, it's only been okay. two games, but he hasn't really let me, stood out. Let me say something about Doherty. So let's say, like, okay, I know this is a very hypothetical situation, but let's say in that first game against Everton, his 1-2 with Kane goes in. He yeah, scores on his debut. That's one yeah. goal for Doherty. And then let's say that Sun wasn't offside against Southampton and the cross that comes in that he headed back to Kane. Actually, yeah. yeah point. Then he would have had a goal and an assist. In two appearances, he would have had one goal and one assist. So I think he's been very unlucky. And if he would have those, Spurs fans would be saying, oh, we've signed the next turn. I'm talking Arnold. more defensively, to be honest. Um, oh, okay. He hasn't really... But, but I, I mean, but still, been, I think he's been good, though. But just but that, yeah. that's the problem, though. It's hypothetical. It's not. It hasn't actually happened, so you can't really say it. Yeah, yeah I just but... if if <laughs> yeah if Sun Hung, uh, yeah. I mean, 
you're right. It's a hypothetical. <laughs> but, but but still, he was very unlucky with the offside against yeah. Southampton. Like three, two or three offsides that were so close. We could have won eight two really. Yeah. And also, he was so so unlucky with the penalty given. He's yeah. he's in my fantasy team, and he got zero <laughs> point because that stupid penalty. Um, honestly, I thought I thought that was a bit harsh. Yeah, it hit his hand, but literally the player kicked it into his hand, a bit like the Champions League final. I don't know. Oh, um, flashbacks. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I think we should talk a bit about Skriniar now. To be honest. All right, Skriniar. Uh. Rumored that we are interested in him, that he wants to join Spurs. Uh, talk that in, today that in I saw that Inter, um, that Levy's pulled off an amazing deal, and that Inter have now um, um, put put his um, put their want, asking price down all the way to like forty million, which is great. And I also yeah. saw that Tottenham need to offer a big price next week. I mean, forty million plus if they want to sign him. So next, next, uh, the first few days of next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, will be crucial. And if we don't manage to get him, I think someone else will snap him up. So we need to be quick. But here's the thing, right? If, if a club is going gonna, is gonna to decrease an offer that much, Levy's going to realise that, you know, they're not doing it just, just to be nice. They're doing it because they need to get this player sold. They want to get this player sold. I think Levy's going to try and bargain it down. I think we're going to sign him for about 30 mil. Oh, that would be unbelievable. But, yeah, I think uh, Levy's just going to happen. Well, Levy, yeah, Levy's an absolute genius right now. But Skriniar, um, I don't understand Antonio Conte. I've always found him a bit weird, even when he won the Prem with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. He's just a bit violent. And honestly, he, how can he not like Skriniar? Like... It's, I don't think that he thinks that Skriniar is a bad player. He just doesn't want to play him because he doesn't like him. He's a bit like Jose, you know. He just hates certain players in the squad. It's just a bit weird, you know. I mean, Skriniar can't be that bad as everyone sees him as a world-class defender and then Conte wants to get rid of him so desperately. I don't understand, really, but, you know. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. But Skriniar certainly, even though he's tall, I noticed he, he doesn't can't score many headers because... He hasn't got a goal or assist in the last two or three two two seasons, so we're not going to expect many goals or assists from him. But he can he can he can do long balls very well though. I must admit. Mm-hmm. Also, he can play defensive mid, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's uh, another good point. He can play that defensive mid role if Hoybier, whenever Hoybier is out or needs a break, and uh, before Skip comes back. Yeah. Um, and. Sorry, you, you just said something that was gonna I was gonna go on about. Um, what about Conte? What? Mm, oh yeah. So uh, Jose Mourinho. You were saying Jose Mourinho has uh, like the certain players that he just doesn't like. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But so at the very beginning, when Jose signed for for Spurs, um, I, you saw in the documentary that he said that he didn't think Los also had what it takes. And oh yeah, I love like to him. see that when he. So, so then Lo Celso had to prove himself and get back into the squad. Then he said that Dombele, he has the talent, but he doesn't have the work ethic. And it took longer for Dombele, but he's, he's to the point now where he's, I mean, we're four matches into the season and Dombele has played in all four games. So Dombele has risen to the occasion. He's proven Jose wrong and he's ready to get minutes. And now yeah, well, Deli Ali, 
is the player that Jose Mourinho his, is going his, after. Um, and Dele needs to – I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with his managerial. I think it's brilliant because I think Lasalso and Domblay both, again, better players. Um, but Dele needs to prove that he can go through the same thing and that he can prove himself. Yeah. He needs to prove Jose wrong and say that, no, I am a member of the first team. I'm going to be in every line of this season. Put me in. I'll score goals. I'll provide assists. I'll be your best player. I'll get man of the match performances. And well, he, just needs, Dele, he needs to yeah. grab opportunities by the scruff of the neck. And I just don't think he has so far. Um, but we'll see. I don't, he's not going to leave the club this summer. I'd be shocked if he left. No, but, he won't. But um, Delhi's performance against Scandia was very interesting because I thought his ideas were good. Like the through balls, the, the, the passes that he saw, the chances that he tried to create were good ideas. He just kept overhitting his passes. I thought he was a bit rash with his passing. It's like he was under pressure or something. I don't know. It's just it, it, half of his passes didn't get to the target. But they were it was good ideas. But I mean, it wasn't a bad performance. But it wasn't anything special either, if we're being honest. Yeah. And obviously, uh, the thing everyone's talking about, he had that one golden opportunity, which uh, I mean, he put it on target, but it was saved. Um, and then, <laughs> but he's going to say it, it didn't happen, so don't talk about it. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but if Dele had scored, um, maybe we just have a little bit of a different view on him. Maybe Jose would as well. Well, well, he just needs that goal. My da- I was watching it with my dad, and my dad pointed out. Like, I was like, oh, it's just a, a, against Shkendia. Like, I don't think if he scored, it would make much difference. But he pointed out that that would be a huge confidence booster for him to score mm-hmm. like that. And maybe he's right. I mean, Ali, Ali's definitely gone down in confidence recently with um, rumours of him getting sold and stuff. So hopefully we can see him grab a goal off the bench or maybe even starting against Newcastle. You never know. Yeah. He always seems to I, score ahead against Newcastle. So <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I think, for me, I would like to see Dele start against Newcastle. Not because I want to see Dele play but because I want um, John Blanlos also to play against Chelsea together. And I think uh, the only that's way that's going to happen is if uh, Don Blay, I don't think Don Blay is going to start on Sunday. I don't, I don't want him to either. I mean, obviously he's really? one of our best players, but he just played 90 minutes for the first time since last year, I think December 28th. Um, so I think rest him Sunday. I'm not sure if he'll play. He might get like 10, 15 minutes at the end of the game. Um, but I'm, I, I think that's okay. And then uh, start him against uh, Chelsea. Because Chelsea, we win the game against Chelsea. We win one more game after that, and then we're in the, the semifinals, I believe. So I also wanted to point out um, the, about the Carabao Cup, the fact that Levy and the board paid for the, paid for the um, testing for Leighton Orient, and if they didn't pay we would have been on the pitch with 18 guys that had, I mean, with a team of 18 players and staff that had corona. Oof. Well, that would have supposed to happen. I think there was like three or four that had corona. No, but I saw that there was like 18 members of the staff and players oh. that had corona. I don't know. It could be the end of the season for Leighton Orient right now. Well, I feel bad for them. It's, it's very, really good for us um, yeah. We didn't have to play them, fitness-wise. But mm-hmm. I still feel bad for them. It's unfair. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. I, I think they're, 
Uh, I think they know that they probably would have lost. I think they're just concentrating on um, getting the players back, to be honest. Yeah, I, uh, I bought my I bought a late Nori jersey. It's shipping right now. Wait, really? Why? Yeah. Did you not see the uh, the thing that uh, Spurs fans were buying late Orient jerseys for uh, to help uh, with the money that late Orient lost uh, by not? Oh wow! Away? I didn't. That, that's really nice of the Spurs fans. Yeah, uh, it said that they made twenty thousand in uh, shop revenue uh, from Spurs fans. That's great. Yeah, it's uh, one of those moments where like. You can just step away. They don't have a bad kit, you know. I I could actually buy one. I don't know. I'm thinking of that. Um, but yeah. Um, also, talking about Milik, I saw rumours that Milik um, Milik's quite close to signing. Like Napoli have offered him to us because Napoli are desperate to get him get him out before the last year of his contract. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty much offering him to us, and now Levy and Jose are deciding whether to step in and get him. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a we've talked about him before on the show, but um, Troy Parrott, what do you want to see from us this window in regards to he's going to be coming back next season? And do you want us to sign uh, someone like Milik, who is uh, not not super young, but not super old either? I think he's like twenty. Um, he's twenty six, so he has a good amount of years uh, in him. But or do we go for Veghorst? Uh, yeah, or do we? I, I mean, I don't think we're gonna go for White Horse. I mean, their their uh, chairman or manager or someone just said that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's not going anywhere, but because uh, I think Troy Parrott is gonna come back into the side, and or, I'd like to see. You know, him come I back think we should actually. I know this is a bit weird, but I think we should go for Edin Dzeko. Edin Dzeko from Roma. Yeah. He's still play- yeah. Juventus just missed out on him. We could get him. One ex. He's a great player. He could be vital, really, but he's also he's like thirty six, so it it would only be one season. So yeah, he's thirty four. That would that would be the best situation for Parrot, if you ask me. Yeah, for Parrot. We really should have kept Lorente. For who? <laughs> oh, for none of you. Yeah. Is That's he still at Napoli? I believe he is. Yeah. I don't know why we let him go. I think it would have been great for him to stay with us. I can't believe you let him go after such an iconic season for Nando, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, he's still at Napoli. He's 35 years old. Um, you, can still, you can still head it in, though, so that's all we want. Yeah. Really. He, hasn't, he hasn't shrunk, he's still tall. It doesn't matter whether it's with his head or with his arm at this point. <laughs> <laughs> or with his hip. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it, I kept saying it was his hip, but actually, I think it was, it it was his elbow. Yeah, I mean, it, it hit his elbow and then came off his hip. Uh, it, that, the goal shouldn't have standed, but I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. <sighs> what a season that was in the championship. I just, I just saw something, um, like, like on Instagram, Manchester United posted that they won three two, and even like the admin was shocked. Like he said, "We win in uh, uh, like." He says, unbelievable. So we win in unbelievable circumstances. Oh, I'm so annoyed about that, but it doesn't matter. As long as we beat Newcastle, it doesn't matter, really. Yep. We got we to gotta win a lot of our, uh, all of our upcoming games. We got to beat Man United next week. And to be honest, they're not looking strong. They um, lost to Crystal Palace and now they barely not beat at all. Brighton. They were shambolic today. Rashford saved them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um. That's the but thing. Now, no, if we get, if we get if we 
if we somehow get like if we're, well, what's the date? It's twenty sixth. We got well, what? It's the eighth of October. The deadline day ends, right? Uh the fifth. The fifth. Is it the eighth of October? The first. I think it's the fifth. Oh right, the fifth. Then we got about a week to sign a striker and a centre back. But either way, if you get someone like Sprinia in before the United game, it's going to be an easy three 0 win or something like that for us. I don't know. If, well, it depends on when we sign him, but um, yeah. it would definitely be a confidence boost. Uh, sign who? The bail signing. I think. So I, I think. Sergio, I think Sergio Crinio. would also play over uh-huh. Davies. Imagine just imagine the team um, up front: Kane, Son, Bale, maybe even the best front three in the league. In midfield: Loscelso, Ndombele, and Hoiberg. In the fence: Regulon, Doherty, Skriniar, and either Sanchez or Alderweireld. And then in goal: Hugo. I mean, that would just be that's a stunning oh, squad right there. I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine it. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm ex- I mean, we, we've said this at the end of every podcast, I think, but it's a, it's a good time to be a Spurs fan. Uh, yeah, Daniel Levy is finally investing in the team. We're starting say, to get the results. We have the squad, and I've, in, in an important game, you could definitely see us playing that team. Yeah. Uh, Dyer is going to be starting unless he's injured or suspended. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's still, I think Dyer has a lot to prove this season, too, uh, especially to the fans. I mean, in his first game against Manchester United, uh, I thought he played uh, really, really intelligently. and uh, He made an excellent tackle to uh, deny Martial from getting a chance to score. And then, I mean, he gave away the penalty, um, which some Spurs fans have said that it was a, it was a flop. I mean, Pogba definitely went down easy, but um, it, was, it was a penalty. I think no, but I think it was a little. I think Spurs aren't so harsh on him after the mm-hmm. game. I said I was like I was praising him. I said despite him giving up the pen, he had a, he, he was the strongest defender in the team. And everyone in the comments was like, "Oh no, you know he's shambolic. Get him out." He gave a pen. And he's like, "That's one mistake." He was the strongest defender in the team. Every other player made mistakes, but they were covered up because Dyer saved him every time. But they, they, they were too reliant on Dyer, and then when Dyer made a mistake, there was no one to cover for him. Yeah. And then Dyer got the blame for it. Mm-hmm. I think if he played, if he played the way he did again on that United game against other teams, he'd be one of the best defenders in our in our squad. Yeah, I think that's and what Jose is trying to get out of him. Sorry if you disagree, but that's the honest truth. And um. You would, you'd be lying to yourself if you disagreed. Yeah, I, like I said, I thought he played exceptionally. I mean, he had that moment where, to be to be completely one hundred percent honest, I thought it was st- stupid to go in against Pogba like that. Um, but after uh, the rest of the game, I mean, he played he played very very well. He was solid and unfortunate that it happened that way. But oh, we move. So uh, tomorrow is Newcastle. What do we want to see in the starting lineup from Spurs? Charlie, we'll start with you. Oh, my starting lineup. Um, I think we should start Bergwin. So, Bergwin, Kane, Son, Hoibier, Glosselso, uh, Winks. I want to say Ali, but I just can't see him starting. 
Um, and then sorry, it was in your midfield. It was Hoybier, uh, Winks, and Rosalso. Gotcha. And then defense: Doherty, um, Doherty, Toby, Sanchez, and sadly, like Davies and Hugo in goal. <laughs> All right, uh, Bodhi, what do you want to see in your starting For me, it's an interesting one. Uh, hear me out on this. And I'd go for 4 4 2. I'd say um, I'd want, well, obviously, you'd have to go for Davies because you don't have Sergio. Hugo, I'd say Alderweireld and Dyer. Um, I'd give Aurier. I'd put Aurier in right back. In the centre of the park, I would have Winks and Doherty. And on yeah, yeah, and on the wings and on the wings I'd have Delhi, Lamella, and up top Son and Kane. That is an interesting lineup for sure. But the thing is, right, Doherty in Wolves has played in the centre of the park and he's been decent. He wants to play him at oh wow, interesting. I didn't know that. Um, but can I just point something out? Well, hey, um, the Tottenham under 23s just beat Arsenal under 23s um, in the youth yeah. Premier League, 1 0. And now our youth team is top of the youth Premier League, so that's great. Um, and also, we've, we, we've, I just didn't notice that, but we've won our last five meetings against Newcastle, home or away. So, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, I think we've that's... spoken um, quite a lot um, in the pod. Uh, I mean, I think we've spoken about everything we we're planning to. So, I think mm-hmm. this the end of the pod. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drop my my starting lineup for tomorrow. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a predicted lineup. I think it's gonna be a four-two-three-one. Uh, Lloris in goal. Um, left back Davis, center backs Toby and. Dyer, right back, Doherty, uh, two like kind of deeper lying center mids as Los Celso and Hoybier. And then uh, the three is uh, going to be Sun, Dele, and on the right side, Lucas, and then Kane. Um, I think it's a, it's a strong ish squad. Uh, it's, it's a pretty strong squad. I mean, it's a starting lineup, basically. Um, but I think that leaves. Uh, it opened for us to go into Tuesday against Chelsea with the likes of Bergvine, Dombalay, Los Celso, uh, like take Los Celso off early against Newcastle. Uh, Kane and Son uh, should be ready to uh, maybe take all those three off a little bit early in the game and then we're ready this to go. Game, this game against Newcastle, Davies is going to really have to perform. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, um, Alan St. if it, I'm pretty sure he plays on the right side. You have Almiron. Uh, Almiron. <laughs> Um, Maxman. Yeah, um, the two of them, they're two best, they're two best attackers, and they play more on the on the right side, off of, from their perspective, which for for um, our side would be the left one. Otherwise, they're going to uh, tear us apart up top. Uh, Newcastle is a doubt for the game, though. He uh, hurt yeah, his he ankle in the last injured. game. And also, oh. what um, it's really weird. Like Newcastle lost three 0 to Brighton at home, which is really bad. And then they went on to beat Morecambe seven nil as your Linton scored a banger. I can't believe it. So Newcastle right, let's go do it. Yeah, uh, let's go for score predictions. 
Uh, I'm going to go with first clean sheet of the season and uh, in all competitions, 2-0 to Spurs. Uh, I'll probably have a different prediction tomorrow morning when the uh, um, lineups come out, but for now I'm going to go 2-0 Spurs. For me, it's going to be a 7-2 loss. I'm joking. Um, I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0. Okay, hear me out, guys. I'm going with a 5-0 win. Ooh. Because uh, we're we're really in form right now. I can actually see Kane and Son ripping them apart again with Bergwin and Lasolso joining in. And Newcastle are in bad form. And they have Jolinton and Andy Carroll up front. And Maximin, who was the only player that really made problems for us last season. I think we're going to get an easy clean sheet and five goals. So, yeah. Well, I, I don't agree with that because, uh, see, Newcastle, they, they, they're not, they don't play like Southampton. Southampton had a very, very, very high line. And I think Newcastle will Yeah, but think about it. If Newcastle can let two, three goals into Brighton, Think about unless yeah. Kane scores like f- like free gets a hat trick like all from outside the box screamers you don't you can't really see a result like that happening. I mean, we, if we get a goal or uh, in, inside the first ten minutes, then I could definitely yeah. see a uh, more of a. Uh, a route, it's all about um, the early goal. Happen. That's why we beat um, Skendia, yeah. and that's what was the problem against Plovdiv. We needed an early goal, and we got such yeah. a late goal against Plovdiv. Um, we just, just need it opens, when it we opens get the early up. goal, we tend to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, once you score that early goal, then they have to step out and they have to try to score against us. And then that leaves the and gaps open for Son, for uh, Lucas or Bergfine or Lamella, uh, for Kane, for uh, Los Celso to find the passes through. And uh, it depends. Yeah, it really depends on if we score that early goal or not. Um, but I, I think it'll be, it'll be 2 0. It'll be comfortable. Um, but I mean, I I'd love to see us win five 0 but <laughs> I don't know. I, I did. I, I told you not to judge me. I just said, hear me out. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm optimistic. So yeah, good time to be a Spurs fan, as we always say. Um, hopefully, yeah. it won't go downhill anytime soon. Um, Jose is a year. Come on, you Spurs, and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Anything? Any last words, uh, Bodhi, before we end the pod? No, not really. Alrighty. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been another episode thank of the you. Hotspur House. I was joined by Charlie from N17 Nation and Bodie from THFC.house. I'm, of Yay. course, Toby from underscore Spurs Center. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>